Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. That's Sam. What? Uh, yeah, and that's Edwin. Surprise. And for the past seven days, I have chosen Kids by Playables. <laughs> kids. Kid. <laughs> What's a by playable? Uh, a by playable is something two. that is playable in two ways. Yes. <laughs> Kids is a game by Playables, a Zurich-based production studio. Oh, good knowledge. And uh, they this is their second game. So this is the second game by game makers um, Michael Frey, uh, filmmaker Michael Frey, and game designer Mario von Rickenbach. Excellent. That's a good name. That's a great name. Yeah. Of the, so, von, of the Von Rickenbachs. Right. So I realize I, I'm not totally up to date with how these relationships work, but essentially it's like an artist and a label. Is that how it kind of works? Like you, you're a recording a artist, you make the that. music, and then the label kind of helps you financially, takes a cut of the profits, but helps mm. distribute it. Is that kind of what the game studio to a game maker is? Not sure. No. Um, I think in most cases such as this, and, and I think this kind of goes along with the way that us two probably made it, is that they're like a, a very creative company, right? So having said that Playables is a production company, I think they do, they make films, they probably make animations, and I think that's where filmmaker Michael Frey comes from, right? Okay. He probably wanted to make some interactive thing, something a little bit more artsy, Um and then is probably also into like indie games as well. And probably found like an indie game developer who's into it. Mm. Um, that's my suspicion on like how these things usually work. But it's more like, especially with these like artsy driven things, <laughs> uh, I do feel, you know, you have a vision for it. And then you work with like a game developer or game engineer to, to see how it could actually come to fruition. Mm, I see. And you're right. There is quite an artsy vision to it. Mm hmm. It yeah. is very artsy. How would you describe Oh, yeah. Kids. Oh boy. This is a I think this is like a in, Oh my gosh. What is this? This is like a So visually it's all black and white. Work. Yeah. It's an interactive artwork, I would say. Right. I think that's a great way to put it. I think Yeah. Um first of all it's really striking because everything is in black and white. Um the yeah. visual style kind of looks like Keith Haring yeah. illustrations, right? For sure. And ultimately, what you see a lot of on the screen is uh, little Keith Haring-looking figures uh, representing either you as a controllable character or a bunch of characters on the screen. Right. They're essentially the kids in the, in oh, the you title. Oh, think that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I never really thought of them as kids. Right. Suddenly making them jump into holes suddenly seems... The proportion, yeah, the proportion is not very kid-like because... You know, I, I normally when you draw like a kid in a cartoon way, like the heads are usually bigger, right? Right, because they haven't had a chance to fully form yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the first things that you do as the game starts is uh, you're first introduced to uh, this hole in the center of the screen, <laughs> right? Right. And then you see like a bunch of these kids gather around it when with like nice sound effects, you know, of them. Uh, running on the floor and this like little huddle of scattering noises of people coming around the circle and yeah. then it just pauses right there and when as soon as you interact with the screen uh, it pushes that side of the screen of the people into that hole <laughs> and right. it's kind of alarming right you're like oh what just happened and then you you get like this nice little tactile feel 
um, with no haptics of mm-hmm. you just brushing your finger over and it sort of just gently pushes all these kids <laughs> into the hole, right? Yeah. And that's essentially like the intro level. There's no explanation. There's no text. Um, And when this intro sequence starts, there's like this nice little music playing uh, when you tap on the kids that are falling. And uh, as soon as that's over, uh, it has a game element that I I really love, like a late title card. (laughs) Right. So you come back into this white screen um, and then there's two kids sort of appear and one of them says hi. Another one says hello with like kind of childish voices. You tap on hi and then the other kid punches the other kid like flat out and decks, decks the kid. Right? <laughs> and then as soon as that happens, it just goes to a black screen that says kids like. <laughs> and, the, and that was like such a treat for me. I don't know. Like I, I love that. I was I was totally bought in at that point. You're like, oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> and really, this carries on into different, I'm going to call them levels, but mm-hmm. really they're just... Like scenes. Oh, scenes is a great word. Yeah. yeah. And they're either based on holes, based on just... Poop shoots. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of being stuck in a giant lower intestine. Tube, yeah. A lot of peristalsis is the word, word for that. Like, you know, when a snake eats a deer, mm. where like the... <laughs> The snake enlarges in one part oh, ahead right. of it and then squeezes behind it to push it down. I'm very impressed. I'm very yeah. impressed by that you know this word. Well, because reverse peristalsis is throwing up, which I think <laughs> I was fascinated with as a child. So for some reason, that piece of knowledge has been lodged in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say that for the, for the three by threes. Uh, but that's really it. You kind of get a whole bunch of these levels, scenes, uh, where you never really directed into a clear mission. You're just kind of playing around and seeing, oh, I guess I'm just messing around for for fun. Which right. is kind of nice. It's like an undirected, undirected play. Yeah, it's it does feel like a like an installation almost, mm. right? Like an art installation that you see on a very expensive New York gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the Whitney, hello. But something that's more interactive, right? Because you, you kind of look at it and then there's absolutely no instructions on what you're supposed to do. Um, but what was super interesting to me is um, there was like a sense of rebellion in the <laughs> stuff that you had to do, Right. Tell me more. Like one of the thing is one of the options that it sort of leads you to the next scene is you have to point to a direction at some point. Ah, yes. Right. Right. Or get everyone pointing to the same direction. Or yeah. Or get everyone pointing to the same direction. And you could just be stuck on this screen until you kind of figure out what you're supposed to do. Right. So in this way, you're, you're playing with it, right? You're playing with it. and, And, and as soon as you tap a character, it goes this way. And then you tap the person, you tap the character again, it goes, no, this way. Um, and they can keep flip-flopping, <laughs> right. right? And so you kind of have to get like the sense of rebellion or the sense of rebellion sort of... Or conformity. Exactly. <laughs> it builds inside of you as you play around with these options mm. and you proceed to the next stage. And so you get like really nicely biased on like how you're supposed to behave throughout the game, Right. And I thought that was like super, super interesting. Like 
giving you the lack of options, but then you finding out what those options are um, really makes you think about, oh, like, that's really interesting. Like, am I being a rebel here or am I just conforming? Right. And there is a really strong sense of that theme throughout this entire game. Or do you just want to get to the next scene? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ah, That's interesting. Yeah. We should also mention that it is a short game. So I think my playthrough was like 19 minutes or something like Mm -hmm. that. Which I think it said in the app store description, which I appreciate 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, There's one other thing in that uh, the, the sense of like you rebelling sort of persists actually in the levels when you're playing this element as well. Like, for example, one of the beginning levels, you have to swim downwards. Mm. Um, and then you keep swimming. Yeah. A lot of people, you keep swimming downwards and then you eventually find a hole and you're alone in this scene. And then on a next scene, maybe Mm -hmm. like three scenes later, you're in the same area. Right. And when you keep swimming downwards, like you don't see a hole, but then you see like other people swimming in that direction and how to solve that scene is to swim up against everyone else. But then as soon as you start swimming up against everyone else, there's more and more people that come. There's more and more people that come. And it, you know, it kind of gets you thinking like, am I going the wrong way? Mm, yeah. Right. Cause it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight, but then if you keep persisting, you actually reach the poop shoot at the, <laughs> at the top. Uh, and I thought those little things were super interesting. It's like, you're kind of fighting against what you believe is the natural progression of the game. The way you should be going. Right. Yeah. Versus how expectations. everyone else is behaving within the game. Right. So, mm. Yeah, there hasn't been really a lot of games that, especially on mobile, that made me think of these things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I really I really like that part of it. Yeah, agreed. Should we get to the three by threes? Let's get to the three by threes. This was a short game. This was. Pluses, it was a short game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the expectations are set from the get-go. Yeah. Like, hey, this is a, this is a 15 30 to 30 minute playthrough. I forget exactly the language they used, but it was something like an uh, interactive cartoon or something. It's mm. more like, hey, this is a great game or, hey, this is just a comic book. Um, I thought they set it up and they set expectations very well. And it fulfilled it more so. It was really short, but I really can't knock it. Um, I think this was a really good experience that you just take time to sit down and play all the way through. Um, it does feel like an art installation. It does feel like something you can kind of take with you right it's it is something that i've been thinking about since i've played it stuck with you everything about the game was very visually tactile which i thought was super interesting like i forgot the word that you used about the snake oh uh the peristalsis (laughs) so there's there's a level where you're going through uh what i call the the poop shoot yep um And the way that you moved was very visually tactile. Um, And also, like, the sound effects were absolutely fantastic on you sort of, like, you know, passaging your way through. You should see my body body (laughs) roll right now. You really should. (laughs) Quite spectacular. Um, And there was something so primal about it. Um, Just being in black and white and whenever, you know, having almost like 60 frames per second of this tube engulfing around you (laughs) as you you make your way out and not only that like when you finally do emerge the animations uh was so perfect it it looked almost gross but satisfying Mm. kind of like popping a zit right (laughs) and you kind of just like poop out of like this wall and the sound effect of you going like (laughs) was like absolutely amazing 
Um, so there's something very tactile visually and auditory uh, about the experience that I really loved. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you turn on the sound for this one. Yeah. Even I'm saying that. So Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was a great experience. I don't have any more specific good points, but I very much enjoyed it. The final good point that I'll leave you off with is that, you know, a lot of people might think just because it's artsy, it might be kind of... Uh, pretentious. Pretentious or snobby. Yeah. But I think this kind of was a good mix of mm. what the hell is this versus, oh, that's so interesting. And hey, that got me thinking, right? Especially if you're into like um, thinking about game mechanics or how things should be in games. I think this was like a really good thought starter on, whoa, that was kind of unexpected, but in like a really nice way. Yeah. And there's a sad moment where in one of the scenes, you're in a crowd, yet wherever you run, everybody runs away from you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. I actually didn't know. I Yeah, I did find out how to solve that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you just have to keep running to the edge of the crowd. It doesn't eventually appear, right? And you right. Yeah. To run away. But yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Bad points, Edwin. Well, this is a bad point for iOS 13. I can't actually blame mm. the game maker for this. But that freaking bottom bar. bar. Yeah, so this is, this is not a bad point for the game. This right. is just a stupid iOS problem. <sighs> Looking started on that. So if you're not unfortunate enough to have the big stupid phone with no home button, the, now the way to get home is swiping up from the bottom of the screen. But it varies if you're in portrait mode is on the bottom of the screen if you're in landscape mode it's on the side of the screen well what was the side of the screen so there's now no one way to get home mm -hmm. you need to just always swipe from the bottom Where, however your, to your orientation is to your orientation is yep. but to remind you every single time if your thumb goes near the bottom of the screen a little bar pops up yeah and so that is really it ruins the experience uh, the I visual mean, experience the, yeah it was a, yes it was very much a shame I, as a developer you have no control over this yep. so there's nothing you can do about it it just sucks that uh, ios does this it's really bad for other apps as well i mean i'm just gonna quickly yeah. mention like yeah there's this toothbrushing app for my kids and there is a menu of little toothbrushes that appears at the bottom which Aww. you have to swipe left and right yeah and that bar always gets in the way oh so stupid and it registers that swipe and so every time they try to select a new toothbrush it changes the app and they don't know how to get back they're like oh i don't know how to get <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, is there a way in settings to disable this stupid thing? I don't I even know. I don't think so. Yeah, not to my knowledge. Anyway, so an iOS complaint. Mm. Nothing this game can do about it, sadly. My bad point would be that it is short. I, I'm not going to say it's like a bad, like a, it really, it goes against the game. It really, it's just the fact that this is a short game and that could possibly be a negative for a lot of people. Because you are paying money for it. Um, I think it's totally worth it for this experience. Yeah. Uh, but it is a very short game that you can finish definitely under 30 minutes. I think the length was just about right, actually. Because of my you know, distracted 24-hour multi-channel lifestyle that I need. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would play a scene or two and then come back to it a bit later. Hmm. And so actually, well, let's save for the seven-day ratings. But I played it a bunch of days a little bit. And right. I think I only finished it like yesterday. Mm. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, because I knew it was a short game, I think the negative for me is that this was a grapefruit. Like I knew I had to pay attention, especially after quickly seeing that late card in the beginning. I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to find a proper time to play this to really, really take it for what it is. 
Right. And so I held out until the moment was right. You know, <laughs> my clothing was just right. Oh, that's right. I've got my <laughs> cup of tea set up just right. The and then I played perfect. through it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was able to play it through in one sitting. One yeah. more bad point is that there's almost no replayability in this game. I think if you do want to experience some things, you can... Uh, there's a really good way of how the different scenes are broken up into different chapters and or different scenes, and you can revisit each one and like this nice little menu that they put in. Um, but other than that, like there's really no reason to to go back and play this again. Like nothing's going to change. Final seven day rating, Sam. Two days. I know this is where our rating system falls down. Right. Yeah. I gave it a go That's... on the first day, um, and then I I knew I was going to love it. Uh, and then I sat down and played through all of it. So we did it like on the first day you started it and you're like, oh no, I'm going to love this. And then you oh. waited until the very last moment and <laughs> right. finished it yesterday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cause normally like I would just play this on the bus or I'd play a game on the bus, yeah. you know? Um, and normally like I'm really not paying attention to those games. I'm just playing through the mechanics and all that stuff. Yeah. But this one, I really wanted to pay attention and I, yeah, I had to, <laughs> I had to carve <laughs> out time for it. Yeah. I dabbled. I just played a little bit each day, so I'm giving it a six. Nice. Yep, great game. I mean, I'm going to call it a game. I'm not going to quibble around whether it's a art experience art. or animated <laughs> artwork thing. Yeah, it's great. I it's couture. <laughs> Very enjoyable. Check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, I think you should support game developers, and two ninety nine is less than a cup of coffee these days. Uh, I think day. this experience is totally worth it. All right, it is my turn to pick a game. I have not prepared at all, so I'm going to go back to... Ah, that old tactic. What's trending in the search. App Store search? Okay, let's see Pokemon Go. Mm. Mm. Have we played that already? We've never actually played it on the show as a game, but... No, we haven't. Late. It's too late for that. It's too late. Hot schedules. I think that's a scheduling app. That's a business app. <laughs> NBC Sports app. That sounds like a great game. Mm. Okay, uh, well, Sam, you're going to hate me, but there's something called Toon Blast... Oh, man. Blast cubes and solve puzzle. Isn't that the Ryan Reynolds endorsed games game? Yeah, it is. Is it? It is endorsed by Ryan Reynolds. Oh, well, even better then. Let's do it. It's time for a primeval new update. Play 50 new levels. Archaeologists theorized that the first scrambled eggs were made by the first prehistoric tunes. Oh, I hate oh, this God. already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, that's it. We're playing it. Great. Welcome to the funnest cartoon puzzle adventure from the creators of Toy Blast. Oh, I played Toy Blast. Comes the ultimate puzzle game with unique play- gameplay and endless fun. Did you hear that, Sam? Unique gameplay, endless fun. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> Enter the cartoon world starring Cooper Cat, Wally Wolf, Bruno Bear, and loads of other wacky and challenging levels. Blast cubes and create powerful combos to pass levels, solve puzzles to help the Toon Gang as they travel around the magical worlds. Join the wildest adventure of your life, Sam. Wildest adventure of your life. Wildest adventure. And I moved to America. Uh, (laughs) And have a blast. There you are. I don't want to read anymore. Oh, boy. Uh, But look, it's an incredible 4.7 star rating with one and a quarter million ratings. So come on, that can't be that bad. You know all those really bad ads that you see in between the levels of other games? Mm -hmm. To try and make you play another game? You think this is it, really? This is really yeah. it. This is one of them. Where that gross-looking finger comes up and, you know, like, blasts things for... Uh, okay. Damn, this is going to be so much fun. Uh, okay, I will give it a go. It looks like the color-matching cubes. 
Yep, this is two dots, but with a cartoon skin around it. Okay, sorry, sorry in advance. <laughs> I'll give it a fair shake. Sam, before we go, do you have a thing as a week? I do. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> I started watching, and I know we have a rule that we need to finish watching it, um, but I started watching Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, Chernobyl. What? Yeah, sorry, I don't know what's happening right now, sorry. <laughs> um, it's a really, really intense show. It's yeah. a miniseries from HBO um, about the events at Chernobyl, mm. the power plant in Russia. And it starts with a bang, it, literally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Much like the universe. Uh, and... Yeah, just the production of it is absolutely amazing, but it is really heavy and taxing and kind of um, super authentic. So mm-hmm. it's not overly gross or anything like that, but it is just very emotional. Um, but I highly recommend it. It is supposed to be very true to the actual events. So if you're ever wondering what actually happened during those events of Chernobyl... Um, I highly recommend it. And one thing that they do really well or or like a, an artistic or creative decision that they made for the show mm-hmm. is that normally when you see, when you watch these like movies set in Russia, they have these accents, uh, right? Like yeah, they have yeah, uh, yeah. the silly accents. It's like, hey, we're supposed to be listening into Russian. Like why do everyone have a Russian accent speaking English, right? Yeah. Stuff like that always has bothered me. Um, the creative direction for this movie is that they're all speaking with a British accent or maybe mm. they just have British actors. Okay. But everyone is speaking in a British accent that I feel really works. It mm. does feel like you're more tuned into them speaking Russian rather than them speaking in a silly accent. Yeah. Yeah. I saw my list of these check out. What I don't like about it is like this is the part of the pattern of recent media where they find something that happened in the 90s and revisit it for that mid-30s audience mm. you know like you think about oh, yeah. a bunch of the podcasts like slow burn doing like the watergate scandal maybe not watergate but the bill clinton's scandal um yeah that's something like, that might have been relevant in yeah. our demographical lives right yeah. right the you kind of see the tactic of oh this is something that you know that valuable 30 something market grew up with vaguely remember it so they have some context for it yeah. it's not like they're going in completely cold but they don't really remember the details and we can kind of mine this for content and that gets popular because I guess know, that is which works. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that is that one way to look at it. I'd get mad. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think, yeah, that probably is a super valid tactic because we are like the prime demographics. Yeah. But in the same way, like Chernobyl is an important event, you know, lots of people died for a reason that I'm not really sure why. Um, and so shedding any light to that, I think, is um, respecting that in a really good way. Yeah. And plus, it's like really well made. There's a podcast I used to, li- I used to listen to. And I maybe Richard about Curtis. It's uh, sadly not written by Richard Curtis. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Script Notes, did I ever make you listen mm-hmm, to that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the co-hosts, uh, Craig Mason, uh, wrote the miniseries. Oh, so. wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's six episodes. Um, yep. On HBO. Full if of you fun. Have HBO. Full of joyous ruckus laughter radioactive fun <laughs> radioactive radioactive is that the theme song is that imagine dragons uh, one of those terrible bands yeah. <laughs> <laughs> either imagine dragons or bruno mars or <laughs> any of the people that you see in my search history on spotify <laughs> uh my thing of the week is i finished up russian doll 
Mm, another Russian-based thing. It's not funny. Russian-based at all. <laughs> it is not Russian-based at all. It's merely metaphorical. I see. So it's like a person within a person within a person within a person. That's kind of the theory of it. Mm. Yeah. Don't get too much into it, but it's great. It's 20 minutes episodes, which oh. is always lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, Amy Poehler executive produced it, so it's got a comedic element to it, but it's also... And has some serious moments too. Yeah, um, I do like the actor. Yes, she was in Orange Is the New Black and some other things. But yeah, she's pretty good. It's all set in New York, so as always, it's fun to do New York location spotting. Mm. Don't want to give too much away around the premise, but it's not what you think it is. There's a famous movie that yeah. you think that it's just doing the same thing as the famous movie, but it's it's not. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it, and it's like I've I've heard the exact same thing that it's not what you expect. Yeah. Um, and it's surprisingly good. I want to give it a go. It's it's definitely on my short list of things to watch. And that is our show, Sam. You lucky, lucky boy. You have seven days to play Toon Blast. Oh, boy. It's any any game with the word blast in it. It's I'm I'm in for a blast. Mm-hmm. Come back next week to find out if that is true. Uh, tweet us some game suggestions at seven days to play. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can seven days to play. I think I had a post up there once, maybe in the recent time. Yeah. 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 Find out where the last time we posted was. <laughs> Don't email us. Sundays for playing.